This program is brought to you by BCN Supplements, where we focus on building you from the inside out. We provide you with supplements that not only help you look good, but are also good for your health. Head to www.bcnsubs.com to nourish your body while you sit back and nourish your brain with our podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Built from the Inside Out. Today, we'll be talking about a topic that has been very trendy lately. And who better to have with me than licensed professional counselor, Andrea Estrada. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here today. Yeah, I'm super excited for the topic. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of experience on yeah. both sides, I'll say. Okay, so for those listening, we'll, we'll be talking about toxic relationships. It has been very trendy as of lately. El toxica, la tox, you know, la toxica, el toxico. And mm-hmm. people are starting to see it as something good instead of something unhealthy. And yeah. I think that's something we need to address and talk about. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Let's start off with uh, you telling us about yourself, what your credentials credentials are, and then we'll go into the topic. Okay, great. Um, so my name is Andrea Estrada, and I am a licensed professional counselor. I uh, completed my bachelor's degree in psychology at the Texas A&M University Corpus Christi campus, and then I did go on to get my master's degree at the University of Houston. And uh, after that, I had to go through taking an exam and be supervised um, with indirect and direct hours to get this um certification uh, or my credentials uh, mm-hmm. for LPC and okay. then I actually also did um, something on the side of um, taking certification for life coaching and I've kind of incorporated that um, to develop some confidence coaching skills and um, you know business on the side outside of my counseling too. Okay that's awesome and what made you want to study psychology? So uh, I think back to high school I was kind of that person that my friends always seemed to come to, to talk to, and uh, they, you know, mentioned how I was a good listener. Um, I seemed to always have maybe some good advice, and and uh, I remember watching one of my favorite TV shows, which is uh, Frasier. I don't know if you, you've seen it, but... I haven't. Oh, yeah. such a good show. <laughs> um, and, and he's a psychiatrist that um, actually is on the radio, and he's... Uh, answering calls throughout the day and helping people with advice, but it's mm-hmm. a comedy. And so he, uh, okay. you know, um, I, I just saw how he was able to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really worked. It really seemed like there was a lesson at each episode. And okay. I was like, you know, got me thinking of people, you know, experience like emotional struggles and stuff and how do they get help? And mm-hmm. that's kind of um, where it started. And then you start to see movies and, uh, probably more negative portrayals of what mental health really is. And, right. and I just knew that I was going to help people. I didn't know exactly how. And then mm-hmm. after watching those, you know, um, episodes on Frasier, I, I really said, you know what, this is where I want to be. And I want to advocate and help and get into mental health. So that's where I started. <laughs> I'll have to watch it because I love watching those kind of shows. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's kind of oldie. You'll you'll see okay. from like the scenes and stuff. It's like an old sitcom. So Okay. You, have you watched Lie to Me? Uh, Lie to Me? No. I think you'll like it. Is it on Netflix or Hulu or where could I? I don't know where it's at. Maybe Amazon Prime, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'll send it to you. Lie to Me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I love watching all those kinds of shows. I think you'll like it, yeah. Sweet. Okay. Okay, so what what would you say a toxic relationship looks like or what defines it? Yeah, so when we talk about relationships, I think it's helpful to look at um, relationships on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. So you have, like, on one end of the spectrum, uh, what's considered maybe healthy, where you have characteristics of love, you know, genuine respect, kindness, and mm-hmm. then you have further down the spectrum where this unhealthiness might start to be visible and, you know, different patterns of maybe lying or maybe there is um, some manipulation or or things where there's not so much um, support. Then I think even further down the road is where you do get that extreme uh, where there's abuse in the relationship, mm. whether that's physical or, you know, economic or you know, emotional abuse, because at that point, it is intentional mm. that, you know, there's mm. there's harm wanting to be inflicted. And 
um, it's now more intentional. Whereas in the healthiest part of it, it's probably innocently just not knowing and understanding, but mm -hmm. recognizing it and then trying to get better at it. But on the other far opposite end, that's where you'll start to see a lot of that, um, you know, unhealthy, ab abusive situations or more intense situations. And and in the healthy part, unhealthy relationships, you know, you can start to see when things, maybe negative behaviors or patterns happening, that's mm -hmm. where then that toxicity starts to build. Okay. And that's kind of uh, how I like to look at relationships on a, on a spectrum. Okay, so for like example, what's really trendy right now, from what I've seen online, and obviously there's probably a lot more, but the main thing I see is like jealousy. So, mm -hmm. oh, I, you can't go out because La Toxica, or I can't go out because La Toxico. And I think jealousy is the main thing that's being trendy right now i don't know if you've seen any other so so jealousy it's it's mm -hmm. uh such an intense emotion mm -hmm. um that we experience and i kind of associate that with um then controlling and that's where the whole like no you can't go out kind of thing happens mm -hmm. and um jealousy can be if it's not treated or it's not addressed it can mm -hmm. definitely go into um that area of becoming abusive in a sense uh, towards the towards your partner and um, yeah so so jealousy it can then becoming it can become a reoccurring pattern that you're experiencing with your partner if you're the one experiencing the jealousy mm -hmm. you might have a hand in in the toxicity of the relationship yeah so I've seen I've even seen trucks where it says tengo novia or something like toxica don't talk to me porque tengo toxica or something like that so they're, they're, I feel like they're starting to glorify it instead of being like it's an unhealthy yeah. characteristic trait or whatever you want to call it. Okay, so it kind of sounds like they are proud of it. Exactly. That they have a jealous girlfriend. Right. Because it means that you care about me or it means that they care so much. That is so inaccurate. That's not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> not healthy. Um, so, of course, I feel like a little bit of jealousy is normal and maybe even a little healthy. But to what extent would you say it just it gets unhealthy? Yeah, so um, jealousy, I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, we need that in a sense to kind of wake us up or it does create this feeling of like, oh, where is this coming from? You know, mm -hmm. it feels uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good. So what's what's really going on here, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that can definitely um, get us to look at things and see maybe what's not working or whether it's with ourselves or our partner, mm -hmm. you know? And how can I address this? Um, because that's what healthy couples do. They talk about those things. Right. They talk about then the feeling of jealousy. Yeah. And so they can clarify on both ends, uh, you know, what might be contributing to these feelings. And then they can address it and move it, move, move on, you know. Right. Yeah. So then I guess you would have, like, let's say either partner's feeling jealous. They address it with the partner, but it doesn't resolve anything. Maybe the partner tries to make it sound like the person's crazy or you know mm -hmm. so when you bring that up that kind mm -hmm. of uh makes me think of uh with gaslighting that's okay. definitely an example of gaslighting or manipulation in a sense um you know in healthy relationships doesn't mean you take away all negative feelings it just mm -hmm. means yeah they come up and you talk about them and they get solved however if you have a partner that's in the relationship uh where gaslighting and manipulation is like their go-to tool in a sense to use, um, then, then, then we got a different problem on our hands. It sounds like we might have a narcissist maybe on our hands. Okay, so yeah. yeah, I wanted to uh, <laughs> talk about the subjects, gaslighting, narcissism. What are they? What's the difference between those words? What exactly is it for anyone listening who might have never heard those terms before? Yeah, sure. Um, narcissist, um, this is somebody who is entitled they feel entitled. They have this um, grandiose uh, or self-inflated view of themselves. Okay. And they're actually quite fragile people because what makes them fragile is seeking constantly for the external validation to meet that. And so when you have that, it's just a recipe for thin skin and anything could break that. And when okay. it's broken... The narcissist does not like to be exposed. They do not um, appreciate that. And so they will go and use their go-to tool of gaslighting. 
gaslighting is a tool that the narcissists love to use. It's like second nature for them. And what is that exactly? Yeah, so um, gaslighting, some people consider it a form of emotional abuse because the narcissist or the person who's using this tool will doubt or even question another person's feelings or thoughts or values or beliefs. And mm -hmm. so it leaves that person really feeling confused and like starting to really think about and question themselves. Mm. And so that's kind of um, the start of uh, maybe some toxic patterns um, that might reoccur. And, and when you're in a prolonged, uh, in a relationship with prolonged gaslighting or, you know, doubt and confused feelings about yourself, that's mm -hmm. going to cause some long-term damage to our mental health. So that's why it's considered emotional right and then if you move on and go to a different relationship you probably take some of that with you yes for sure so um some signs of gaslighting um if you notice that your partner or you know this can happen in jobs in the workforce in the mm -hmm. workplace amongst your friends your family any relationships really um if you notice um your partner start to say things like you're so sensitive you're you're just you're just too um emotional or you have no right to feel angry or upset it's mm. you are telling that person basically that they are not allowed to their emotional world right what they're experiencing that their emotions aren't valid yeah they are basically dismissing and invalidating um the other person's feelings and that's just not okay <laughs> mm -hmm. um that's toxic that's that's a form of gaslighting mm -hmm. um, another sign of gaslighting is um, when they say I didn't do that that never happened so kind of just like straight up lying mm -hmm. and you know for a fact no this was said you know yeah. you did do this like you know and they will deny it and they will truly make you start to believe that make you question yourself like did it really happen that way mm. you know mm -hmm. am i really thinking this happened and it didn't so that's kind of yeah that's another sign of gaslighting so when they just straight up deny it and then do you think they make that person think like oh maybe i was wrong and then they put up with it that's what and the then, result is mm -hmm. yeah and if someone who doesn't recognize that that's what's happening they're the ones that end up staying in these relationships because they don't recognize or understand what's happening. Mm -hmm. And after so many times of doing this over and over again, they are slowly giving away themselves in a, in a way, right? They're, right. They're slowly, um, yeah, conforming in a sense to what the narcissist is, is, is um, planting on them. Oh, so that's another sign of gaslighting is, is projecting. Okay. Projecting. Um, let me give a good example of projecting. So, oh, oh, so, so say you have uh, an issue that you want to address and you want to bring up in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And so you say, hey, I want to talk about this, um, you know, X, Y, Z. The narcissist will say, oh, okay, yeah. Remember two years ago when you did this and that? Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Um, so they completely avoid and ignore what the current problem and the whole conversation was about. Okay. Because they do not want to be the light of negativity, right? They don't mm. want to be seen in a negative light. So I'm going to go and, you know. Flip it. Yes, flip it. Sorry, it's deflection, not projection. Okay. I apologize. It's deflecting. Okay. That's deflecting. Sorry. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yes, they will flip that. They will mm. flip the script. And But now you're the bad guy. Yeah. And he's the victim. Yes. Mm -mm -mm. So messed up. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so, again, if someone doesn't recognize these behaviors as, as um, gaslighting and, and not okay, they kind of just like, hmm, you're right. Okay. Yeah. I did do that a long time ago, mm -hmm. and they completely forget 
what the whole conversation to begin with was about. Yeah. And I feel like that does happen a lot, and especially in women. I feel like they don't, they're not like, no, these are my feelings and my feelings are valid. So I'm going to say what I feel and you're going to accept the fact that this is how I'm feeling and we're going to find a way to work it out. Yes. Instead, they're like, oh, maybe he's right. Or mm-hmm. for some reason, sometimes they're scared that he'll leave, even though he's doing more harm being there. Right. And that could be where some old messages or old patterns from old behaviors coming in or something else going on of why they need that relationship. You know, Mm -hmm. they're dependent on that relationship. Right. Um, You know, and we think, well, why why don't, you know, more people just speak up and say what's going on, what's really happening? But Mm -hmm. one, they either really don't know what that looks like or they try to. Mm -hmm. But the thing with narcissists, when you try to speak logic and validation and all that to them, mm-hmm. it, it goes right over them. They will not back down. They mm-hmm. will keep going and keep coming at you. And so sometimes it's best to just end the conversation because it's going to go nowhere. Okay. They will yeah. keep coming at you. Heck, if you're at the point in your relationship where you're having to like, record conversations or even record certain incidences t- for proof oh, wow. that alone says there's some stuff going on like right. you definitely shouldn't have to get to that point but yeah even if you show it to them they would just basically look down on you in a sense and be like you're so pathetic you have to go and record these things and see how they still don't take accountability yeah for their actions yeah they will still or they'll like, find probably find a way to be yes. like, you, you're misunderstanding. That's not what I meant. Yes. That's not what I said. Yes, so that can happen. And so, if anything, at that point, you're doing it for your own sanity, just mm-hmm. to be like, no, I know this is exactly what you did say. I have it right here. So, at that point, it's it's for your own sanity. But, um, yeah, so it's best to kind of just end the conversation sometimes when you start to notice what's happening, mm-hmm. um, because most likely it's not going to go anywhere. And... Um, yeah, I would just suggest if, if if it's time you're starting to contemplate on what you want to do about mm-hmm. this relationship, where you want to take it, maybe that's when you need to reach out for some help um, okay. to talk about what's going on and, and what what are your options, what can you do. Yeah, and going back to what a narcissist is, I was listening to this podcast, so you tell me if it's true or not. Okay. But they were saying that usually it comes from their childhood, that usually it was they were given too much attention or they were the center of attention always or it was the complete opposite to where they felt ignored or neglected or like they were never good enough. Mm. Is that true? Yeah, so I can see the combination of the two being right, uh, mm-hmm. both sides of it. Um, I do think it's a, yeah, a bit of a kind of nurture versus nature thing. Um, so the thing about uh, narcissists, maybe they had a narcissistic parent, so they had that model of how to treat mm. people. This is how I treat people. And to get my needs met, this is what I have to do. I have to be this way. Mm -hmm. I have to be entitled because my parents sheltered me and just held me on this pedestal my whole life. So Mm -hmm. I am this awesome person. I I do, you know, deserve all the good, you know, uh, to get my way, you know. Mm -hmm. And so you have someone who's totally ignored on the other end. Mm-hmm. not experiencing any kind of love or nurture um, from their parents, uh, from people who they're supposed to trust, you know, in the early mm-hmm. stages of life. And therefore they develop this this coldness that, um, you know, that lack of empathy of not, you know, really caring mm-hmm. about anybody else's needs or wants but themselves. And talking about parents, and you can also have a toxic relationship with your parents. It's not just with your partner your lover or really can be with anyone but talking about parents what would a narcissistic parent look like or what would the traits be um so kind of just um maybe they're like he says so there's two sides of it right maybe they're cold towards their child they are completely dismissive of their kids uh Mm -hmm. feelings or activities and you know achievements and accomplishments um Mm -hmm totally uninvolved okay um or you can have the super sheltering um parents mm-hmm. uh super dependent where 
they already start that manipulation or that guilt tripping mm-hmm. at an early age. You know, yeah. you start um, creating that uh, sense of um, my my needs and my I'm important. Mm-hmm. I'm the only important one here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just you know, not not so much um, love and understanding and and compassion. In okay. That those are some good traits and qualities yeah. to have. <laughs> That's gonna help people, kids understand and mm-hmm. have empathy for other people around them. Yeah, and you know, not to put anyone on the spot or anything, but me personally, my mom was like that. She was. I'm not saying she's a narcissist because I don't need. I don't. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> they have narcissistic traits. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she was very. You know, she was colder. She didn't acknowledge my any of my accomplishments, she wasn't very well, she was very cold, so, and then I have cousins who their moms were very, like that, they shelter them, they, they couldn't, I don't know, no wrong, they're perfect, in a sense, yeah, I've seen that too, and it, it just, I don't think it ends well, either way, I mean, I'm not saying I ended up a disaster, but, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it, it it took some work, it It, it does, yeah, it affects everyone around, Right, and then you carry that into your relationships as a grown person, and then, so yeah, her and I, it's something that we're actually going to start working on, because it's also something that, like, let's say somebody else does something, and it makes her mad, you know, since I was little, she would take it out on me, Mm. so now we're working, we're going to be working on that. Good, that's awesome, so that tells me she's not a narcissist, because the fact that she actually is willing to go get help and Mm -hmm. change. Yeah, a narcissist you won't find them in therapy. Mm. They rarely come to therapy because it's not them; it's everybody else. That's the right. So why would they be in therapy if they're not yeah. the problem? They're not crazy. The, exactly. Yeah, they're fine. <laughs> so that tells me the fact that she's mm-hmm. willing and wanting to change and better and improve y'all's relationship. Mm-hmm. That that's that's a good sign. Yeah, yeah, but I can say it did affect me in some of my past relationships. Thankfully, I. It's been a process for me, so now I can honestly say that I'm in the healthiest relationship I've ever been in, and I I would, like, date guys, break up with them after three months, get back again, and break up again, and it, it was just a mess. Mm-hmm. And with my current boyfriend, we've been together for two years straight. Nice. Obviously, we're not perfect. Nobody is. No, no one is. But no I can say it's the healthiest, is. for Very sure. good, and yeah. it's totally normal to have conflict and arguments say things you didn't mean or do things you know that you probably shouldn't have done in healthy mm-hmm. relationships that happens right it's it's not about eliminating it all it, it, the goal is if it happens you can then manage it talk about it fix it and move on mm-hmm. and kind of bounce back from that together you know right yeah mm-hmm. very good well that's exciting <laughs> for you. that's good that makes me happy yeah, me too. Yeah, so I feel like all of us at some point of our lives, we've either been with a toxic person or we, we have been the toxic person. For sure. My situation, I've definitely been on both sides of it. Um, I was in a law, what, eight-year relationship, involved in an eight-year relationship, back and forth, so much toxic uh, on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was just unfortunate, you know, how, how it all ended in a sense. Um, and... The thing is, though, when you realize and recognize it's not working for you and it's not healthy for you and it's detrimental to your, mm-hmm. you know, mental health, it, it's time that um, you, you go and get the help and, and you hopefully will break from that or change your ways if you are the one uh, prominent or, you know, mostly the toxic one, you know, yourself. Mm-hmm. Own up to it. It's okay. You know, yeah. like we're all human. We all make mistakes. But the fact that you're willing and wanting to get better and improve, there mm-hmm. you go. That's all you can ask for. It's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you say helped you um, get out of that? Yeah. So, <laughs> one, I didn't even recognize or know signs of toxicity. Okay. That was the norm for me because kind of like your situation, I grew up in an environment where um, anger was so easily expressed verbally physically mm-hmm. so i experienced yeah. a bit of you know um some some toxic parents and no it's mm-hmm. not their you know their fault it, it you know it is what it is and um we've all grown up and learned from it and we're okay about it now mm-hmm. um and so that was the norm for me 
to have this hostility in your relationships, mm-hmm. this, you know, intensity, yeah. fighting and, and, you know, um, and name calling. That was my way to protect mm-hmm. myself because my older sibling, you know, my sister, she was physically bigger than me and, and I couldn't go toe to toe with her. So I learned how to be verbally abusive. That yeah. was how I protected myself mm-hmm. to go toe to toe with her. That's how I learned to cope in a sense, okay. with what was happening. Mm-hmm. And so I brought that into my relationships. It was pretty, you know, mean, name-calling. I, you know, mm-hmm. um, would do things like uh, hold people's pasts against them so I could mm-hmm. use it later on against them mm-hmm. uh, when they've wronged me or made me feel bad about something. Yeah. And so when I started to realize and understand and learn that that is toxic, that is red, flags those are behaviors that are not okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so um when I realized that I was like oh okay dang dang I didn't want to you know I don't want to be doing that I don't want to do that to other people you know I know it doesn't feel good when it's done to me and I'm over here doing that like that's not cool Mm -hmm. and so then I had surrounded myself with my really good friends who were able to kind of teach me those things. In my field, I have other therapists and counselors as friends, and so it's mm-hmm. kind of cool whenever they're like, hey, you know, this, this, <laughs> this, and it's like, oh, thank you. I did not know that. And then I just started getting curious of, like, why am I unhappy in my relationships? Why are they not working out? And um, I went and got my own therapy, and I was really hoping, you know, that the other person would have too, mm-hmm. but they didn't want mm-hmm. the help. They were willing to do everything to get back together and, you know, make it work except Mm -hmm. therapy. And that was like, holy cow, they do not even want to change. They don't think they have the problem. They don't think they're the problem. It was like, narcissist, Mm -hmm. okay, this is it. This is, this is it. Right. And I was like, you know, unfortunate that it had to end, you know, but um, I knew this was not going anywhere. This was not allowing me to be my best self Mm -hmm. this relationship was not um helping me grow Mm -hmm. and and I think what happened is just it kind of outgrew the other person and it's just like we grew apart and it just was not going to work and I refused to allow that behavior to continue what you know he was doing to me like Mm -hmm. I was the emotional punching bag and it's like Mm no 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 like you can't do that yeah do that and I don't think he liked when I started to understand these things and start mm. to see that these are not healthy. Right. And instead of wanting to, like, grow with me, he chose to, you know, stay there. And I, you know, I was like, I can't do this then anymore. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. So there's some sadness in that, you know. Um, and, and there, you know, you heal with your friends and you surround yourself with your, you know, positive people and, you just know that you're going in a much healthier direction, and that's really ultimate goals, right? Living fulfilled, happy, and being mm-hmm. in healthy relationships. That's the goal. I want healthy. I don't want perfect. I, I want healthy. Right. So that was how that happened. Do you think also, talking about people not wanting to go to therapy, do you think, because I have a feeling it's mostly men. Am I right or am I wrong? It's more likely that women will go to therapy than men. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Um, I think they have fallen under society's um, pressures of this is the way a man should be. Mm. And a man does not express their feelings. The man does not talk about their feelings. Mm. A man doesn't even have feelings. Some people <laughs> actually really believe they don't have feelings, oh, you know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> being detached or not being in tune with your feelings is not the same as not having them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so society in a sense or how they grew up probably it came from their, you know, parents, uh, you know, stop, be a big boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just a lot of these project uh, roles that have been um, put on to men mm-hmm. that they're supposed to be a certain way. And therapy is just not something that men do or go to. Mm. So it's a stigma that they, you know, um, it's been around forever. And that's why I think it is a little bit more difficult for men to reach out and seek for help. They want to get it done themselves. Mm. They're the man. They should figure it out. They don't ask for help. They don't, you know, it's just so much of, um, yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with society. 
Yeah. But if a man really wants to make it work at the end of the day, he will put his ego aside and he will do whatever it takes. Absolutely. I think so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I feel like a healthy relationship means you don't necessarily have to have the same exact values. But if you value that relationship, you will do whatever is valuable or whatever is important to that person. Mm -hmm. So that's, to me, what healthy means. Yeah, I agree. Going back to what you were saying about the verbal abuse and all of that, um, well, myself and I know some of my family members, we grew up in a similar uh, type of environment. So I used to fight a lot. I used to, like... It was almost like I had that need to be fighting with, with someone. Or sometimes something would happen and I'm like, I need to find someone to fight with. And that person was there, so that's who I would fight with. And <laughs> I remember I started dating this guy it was years ago. And I had just gotten out of a very toxic relationship. I was a toxic one. <laughs> so I went into this other relationship. And I was in the mood for fighting. And he wasn't fighting back. He was just... That, that drove you crazy. Oh, it did. I'm like, fight with me. <laughs> He's yeah. like, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And so when dating him, obviously it didn't turn out to be a good relationship, but I did. I can say I learned a lot from it because it was something very different from what I was used to. Mm-hmm. And he had been, he grew up differently. Mm-hmm. So I was able to see a different perspective, a different mentality. Yeah, that relationships really don't have to be, like you said, so hostile and intense and yeah. You know, this passionate about, you know, things and whatnot. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll take peace and just chill every yes. day. Every day. Yeah. Peace, you know? Yes. And, and that, yeah, that's me now. I'm like, peace, <laughs> love and peace. That's yeah. all I want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's okay. Yeah. We all, you know, I think have toxic traits or, you know, tendencies. But if mm-hmm. we can recognize them and acknowledge them, own up to them, and then fix them change it yeah I would say something else that I learned that I that is stuck with me too is if I'm gonna say something that I know I'm gonna regret later I'm just gonna walk away I'm just not gonna say it yeah that's good that prevents in a sense it's prevention of Mm -hmm. things going somewhere that maybe they don't really need to go Mm -hmm. I mean very flooded with emotions right now I feel super angry and upset um probably not going to say the nicest thing right now so let Mm -hmm. me walk away from the situation that's fueling this anger right calm down let me calm down and then we'll talk about it it's Mm -hmm. gonna be there the problem will be there so just you know we're not in a space though and we're super super emotional to solve anything so let's calm down first Mm -hmm. and talking about peace uh i've heard i don't know if it's true but i've heard people say that when you find the one it's not all the butterflies and all those crazy feelings is the one where you feel at peace. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's uh, accurate. I really do. Yeah. I really do. Like I said, it, even in healthy relationships, it's it, there's going to be conflict. But um, if you notice, you start to get better at just conflict management. Mm-hmm. The arguments are probably going to last so much quicker than what they would have in the beginning of the relationship. Right. I mean, and then you really, literally, Get the argument out. Okay, mm-hmm. talk about it. All right, move on. And you're, it's like, you know, an hour ago, mm-hmm. y'all were probably really upset, and then now y'all are fine. Cause yeah. It, it's just so, it, it's, a, it's a skill. Right. The more you practice that skill and, and you get better at it, the more your relationship improves. Mm-hmm. And something that, you know, a lot of people, we carry our traumas usually from our childhood. So let's say somebody just met someone and they're carrying things from their childhood. Something that I did because I knew I needed work. I went through therapy and I said, I want to fix these issues so I don't bring them into my relationship and I don't bring them to my future kids. Mm-hmm. And then my partner did the same thing. He's like, well, I want to know, you know, about if there's anything wrong with me from my childhood. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important for you to work on yourself in order to be right for each other. Absolutely. You, uh, you know work on yourself you get better and you improve so with the time that when the time comes and you are in that relationship already or you haven't met that person you are your best self for each other yes Mm -hmm. totally agree 
Yeah, I actually follow this girl, and she talks about how she's like, when you're single, she's like, focus on working on yourself and becoming the better version of yourself. She's yeah. like, don't be going around dating all kinds of yeah. different people. She was like, focus on you. She was like, the right person will come when you're okay with, you know, if when, when you're ready. When you're ready, exactly. I always say, you know, I tell people that are that are single and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. I always tell them, well, just focus on you because your Mr. Right is getting right right now. Mm, He's getting right yeah. you know, for you. And, <laughs> like and, and so, um, you know, use this time. Have fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, do of whatever. Course. But, yeah. um, you know, really put emphasis and focus on on uh, growing, though, and, and figuring out where areas that you can improve. So mm-hmm. exactly what she said. You can be your best self. Yes. I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> so on Instagram, I had posted um, different, you know, what damaged feminine feminine energy looks like and damaged masculine energy looks like. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I had, hadn't actually heard that term until mm-hmm. I saw that post, um, you know, and what it sounds like is, is uh, someone who, whether male or female, Oh, wait, sorry, the damaged part. Um, there's maybe some blind spots that they're not aware of um, that's mm-hmm. maybe causing or holding them back from their full potential or from their best relationship or from, mm-hmm. you know, their happiest selves in a sense. Mm-hmm. And so first we've got to figure out and identify where are the problems at in my life? What am I struggling with? Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes, though, it can be very confusing and it's harder to see within when it's you're the person. And so sometimes mm-hmm. having that other perspective, that outside perspective, like a therapist or a coach mm-hmm. who can see objectively what's going on, um, I think that would be super helpful in finding those um, blind spots or the damaged parts in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you identify the problem, then you know how to treat it or you know how to fix it in a sense. Yeah. Um, so... Does that, that answer your question or like? Well, yeah, so or we can go a little bit into yeah, it. I don't have my phone with me right now, so I can't, I don't remember what all it said, but I remember insecurity was one of them. Okay, yeah. So we talked about oh, okay. jealousy, but we didn't talk about where that jealousy, where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Most likely it's coming from a place of insecurity within yourself somewhere, mm-hmm. um, whether it reminds you of something you did in the past that makes you feel yucky about yourself or whether it's um, something you know that's a weakness you have and you want to and wish to improve that, um, mm-hmm. and it's or it's something you don't have or don't possess and you wish you did, and so by seeing something else or seeing that your partner's getting it, it made you feel insecure or jealous, or mm. maybe it was something that exposed, yeah, one of your flaws or something about yourself. But I think that's what's beautiful about us, the flaws and all, everything. Mm-hmm. You know? Right, yeah. yeah. And sometimes those insecurities come from maybe that person was cheated on in the past. Mm-hmm. What would you advise to someone who did and now she's trying to move on and not carry those insecurities into her next relationship? Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it's important to understand, yes, where is this coming from? Is it previous messages, challenges I faced in my last relationship and I'm just carrying that into this relationship? That's not fair, you know, for this person because this new person had nothing to do with my past not helpful to compare my past to this new person like it's not giving that person a fair chance a fair shot Mm -hmm. and that's not that's you wouldn't want that them to do that to you right right and so you cannot bring that on to that person um so recognize that you're even doing that or if that's what's happening Mm -hmm. and then you can truly maybe put that aside and focus on behaviors and actions that are being done by this new person to really show you, do they really care about me? Or is this really something I have to worry about with them? Where's the evidence that they're cheating on me? Like you have to really then challenge your, your thoughts because they're probably mm-hmm. negative. And, right. and, you know, in the past, because um, of your experiences, which understandable, I get it. Mm-hmm. But um, if you want this to really work, then you're going to have to learn how to separate that right heal work on that Mm -hmm. and you can still be in that new relationship but just know if you don't heal and you don't work through that past stuff Mm -hmm. it's gonna show up somewhere down the road you know yeah and I think 
especially when you go through a few relationships, you get to a point to where you're like, okay, I know what I want and I know what I don't want and I know what I'll put up with and I know what I won't put up with. Mm -hmm. So I was, um, I had my first podcast. It was on uh, relationships, right? Mm -hmm. So I was talking to somebody about this and I was telling him how, what inspired me to start it. And I was talking about the girl on YouTube that I follow. (laughs) And um, I was telling him how she says that whenever you, in in your relationship, make sure that you set your standards. You let that person know, this is what I expect, this is what I will put up with, and this is what I want. Are you in or are you out, basically? And he was so surprised. Like, he had never heard of somebody having standards. He was like, what do you mean? He was like, you don't just go with the flow? I was like, no, you don't (laughs) just go with the flow. (laughs) You can, but it's probably not going to, that's going to end in a dead-end relationship or it's not going to go anywhere probably. Right. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. um, versus the way you said it, um, you're being upfront and you're being clear Mm -hmm. about who you are and what what you're okay with and what you're not okay with. Mm-hmm. Um, and and your intentions are clear, right? It, there's no beating around the bush. There's no cloudiness or or vagueness. And and no, because we're not here to waste anybody's time mm-hmm. and and um, energy. You know, right? Uh, I I don't think that that's fair. You know, um, yeah. So when you go into something, go in with the intentions of, um, like you said, making it, letting it be known what you're okay with, what you're not okay with, and what you expect out of this relationship or where this is gonna go right because i feel when people don't do that they're kind of like maybe they're scared like oh if i tell him maybe he'll you know they'll turn him off or or, yeah stop talking to me Mm -hmm. yeah but it's like but that's gonna save you so much time because then what you want exactly (laughs) you're getting to what you want you're weeding out all the stuff that you don't want you know Mm -hmm. and if they don't like what you are putting out then that's not your person Mm-hmm. then that's just not your person. Exactly. That's okay. It yeah. doesn't make that person wrong. It doesn't make your beliefs and values or whatever it is, your expectations wrong or your standards wrong. Mm-hmm. They just don't match or align. Right. That's okay. So I'll go on with my way and you go on your way. That's totally fine. Yeah. And I feel when people don't do that, they end up feeling frustrated. Hurt. Someone gets ghosted. Someone just you know oh i didn't know we were this serious or again Mm. confusion just there's no clarity there's no honesty there's there's you know frustration right yeah and that's how people end up in situationships and then they're like oh my god men are the worst or women are the worst and it's like well you just picked the wrong one at you know yeah yeah yeah. i mean they're all bad Mm -hmm. and i think that's another way to turn it a relationship toxic is like you had the standards in your head head but you didn't communicate them so now you're they're frustrated and he's yeah. doing things or she's doing things that are making you mad and yes they don't know because you don't say anything right like, how are they supposed to know we can't read each other's mind mm-hmm. speak up yes absolutely mm-hmm. I, I agree with that yeah and then just to talk a little bit about social media because i feel like that plays a big role nowadays I spoke, <laughs> yeah, I spoke with Aaron about it, too, but I also wanted to get your point of view. He spoke very highly of you, which is, you know, the way I, know, I invited. I know, I saw it. He, yeah, I saw that video, and, and I was like, he's so sweet. Like, yeah. He, and, like, yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about social, okay, so social media, and obviously now it makes it so easy for people to talk to other people, mm-hmm. and I guess also cheat, and then it also... You go back to people's values. Well, what do you consider cheating? Mm-hmm. And then how far are you going to let it go? And simple things like liking pictures of inappropriate, you know, pictures. We talked about all that. So just wanted to get your take on it. Um, so uh, social media can be used for good, for greatness. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely don't deny that. Uh, but it can also be very um, negative and not helpful. Mm-hmm. ourselves and right. we're not using it responsibly uh so in a relationship this is actually something that really happened in my old toxic relationship mm-hmm. he was he liked a picture that was very um distasteful mm-hmm. uh and and i did not point out or attack him i just simply wanted to address and let him know how it made me feel okay. him, him doing that right and so i very assuredly said i know you don't like this woman i know you don't love her 
I know you don't want to have anything to do with her. Uh, I said, however, um, when you like pictures like this, it's very hurtful. Mm -hmm. it, I feel disrespected uh, mm -hmm. when this happens. Um, and at first, he seemed to understand and get it. And I was like, all right, wait. <laughs> I, you know, expressed how I felt very firmly and very assertively and mm -hmm. non-threatening, non-attacking. Mm -hmm. uh, and then sure enough, though, just like I said, the narcissist will not let that go. Mm -hmm. And so not even 10, 15 minutes later, I get this paragraph of a text mm -hmm. and just attacking my past, bringing up my past mm -hmm. and completely ignoring and dismissing what I had brought up, which right. was how it made me feel like what you did. That's, mm -hmm. that's all I wanted to do. Right. <laughs> and mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, it, it just led into this massive blow up blow out and I was like man okay at first I thought man I'll never be able to kind of just tell or express how I feel to anybody but when you're in a healthy relationship mm -hmm. like I said you can express how you feel and if there's a concern that something your partner's doing if you feel safe to go and talk about it it's usually going to end very well the other person's going to be willing mm -hmm. to listen validate how you feel apologize for what they did right and you know rectify it how do mm -hmm. i how do i fix this I, i'm gonna get better i'm not gonna do that i definitely am not gonna do that anymore because mm -hmm. i know how that makes you feel i don't want to make you feel like that so it'll mm -hmm. end well in a healthy relationship but yeah. not so healthy relationship yeah it's, it's not gonna end well yeah there's something else i wanted to say about it but uh i, I think that's it though yeah that's that's, that's the main point so yeah. So social media can be fine, and, and if you can actually talk about it with your partner, it shouldn't cause any issues or problems. And so, you know, I think I shared that one story with Aaron, and I mean, I don't think he's ever been that kind of a guy, though, that likes all these females' pictures at all. Like, yeah. oh, he works with tons of bikini models, and, mo <laughs> and I have no fears, no, you know, worries that something's going to happen. And yeah. if even the slightest thing felt I felt uncomfortable or, mm -hmm. you know, uncertain or not, or not so happy about or felt disrespected about anything that he did. I know I could mm -hmm. totally tell him and talk to him about it. And, and he, you know, would be more than willing and happy to, to fix or, or change or do something. But he doesn't even do that. So I, I'm fortunate I don't have to, I don't to deal worry with about that. that. Yeah. I'll deal with that, yeah. That's good. And for anyone listening who has never been in that type of relationship, in a healthy relationship, know that if you feel a certain way and you communicate it to your partner the healthy look the way it would look is the part the partner understands your feelings mm -hmm. they validate them they understand that maybe they didn't do it with that intention a lot of the times that's the case mm -hmm. but they understand how it made you feel so they don't do it again because of how it makes you feel absolutely on the other hand if you get attacked if you're get called crazy or you're just too sensitive mm -hmm. you know you have no right to be upset about that like no yeah. one else will get mad at that it's that the minute you do that you're totally just dismissing that person's emotional world and that's mm -hmm. crushing that is that's like so harmful you know not mm -hmm. to, to feel or to have that happen to you it's, it's very um dang you know and the realization of that person when they do that Mm -hmm. it's like you never thought that they would do that you know but the mm -hmm. minute they do it again if it was the first time or you know they didn't know that they did that you can address that and then if they really see like dang I did dismiss your feelings I'm so sorry and they apologize yeah. for it and they recognize and own up to it take accountability for it mm -hmm. that's cool we're cool all right you hear me so now I know you hear me and just probably got carried away with your emotions and got in defense mode yeah and that's what you knew to do was just say you're too sensitive or mm -hmm. but if it continues and it's a pattern there's mm -hmm. more going on there's something more going on for sure yeah and i feel like sometimes i've been on that side where i'm like i don't want to accept and then i'm like no i have to like yeah i have to understand <laughs> like i made you feel this way i'm sorry <laughs> i know it happens yeah. it happens it happens even the best of people that are understanding that you know mm -hmm. I'm a therapist like I'm very understanding and I'm very I'm very willing to hear how you feel that that's kind of the first thing I even look for and listen to is mm -hmm. what are they feeling okay let me make sure I validate that and let mm -hmm. them know that they know that I know or whatever mm -hmm. um, but in, in personal 
friendships and things. I mean, sometimes I turn you get to turn that off too, though, right? That therapy right. goes off, but but it yeah. kind of doesn't because that's just who I am as a person. Like I am going to be validating and listening and understanding and empathetic, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but there's times where I, I instantly kind of just it, it slips, you know, and it happens. Mm-hmm. And I think like, man, just quit being, quit being all a weak, you know, <laughs> weak sauce, you know, or something. But yeah. but I'm like, no, that's not right. That's not okay. Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to add? Uh, no, I mean, I think we covered a lot today. Some good mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, I just want to say if, if um, you know, you're experiencing maybe some toxic uh, behaviors or patterns in your relationship, just know that you don't have to put up with it. Like, you really don't. Um, you deserve to be happy. You deserve uh, just as much um, success in your relationships as anybody else. And, and yeah, you deserve to be fulfilled and, and loved most, you know, and foremost, yeah, and, and find your person that you're truly happy with and harmonious with, and um, it will totally make a difference in all the other areas in your life. When you're happy mm-hmm. and you're in a wonderful, healthy relationship, it does show in your mm-hmm. work. It shows in your friendships. It mm-hmm. shows uh, in yourself just, just who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and all other areas in your life. So know that, yeah, you don't have to put up with, with shit. And, and so <laughs> yeah. um, learn about it. Uh, you know, talk to a professional if you need to. Reach out for help and hopefully break free from a toxic relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how can they find you? Uh, on Instagram, Andrea Elevating You. And, um, yeah, you can reach out, DM me, uh, send me a message, and I'll gladly get back to you. All right. Well, thank you for being here today and talking to us about this. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. If you like this podcast, share it. Maybe it will be of help to someone you know. And if you don't want to miss any of our podcasts, follow us on social media and subscribe to our channel. Philip from the Inside Out wants to give you a 10% discount on your next supplement purchase at www.bcnsubs.com. Just use code BUILT at checkout. Thank you so much for listening.